Welcome in on a Friday season's greetings, Maze and Blue Review. Good afternoon, Michigan football. Jerry Dario, the former Wolverine, is with us like he has been all this year on this Friday heading into the holiday weekend. Jerry, how are you? Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Well, it's uh, it's going to be a a great week, you know, leading up to the game. So what are we talking about? A week from Monday, we'll get some other bowl games in here. Now we're just, uh, you know, look, I'm glad Michigan is in the, the, the college football playoffs. You know, the, the waiting is the hardest part, you know. Uh, it's, you know, I'm all right with waiting for it. I find myself, you know, other things to do. But there is a part about, like, let's go. Let's get it. Let's go out there and watch and play. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Denny, it's funny because um, there wasn't much downtime when we were at the Rose Bowl, and I can't expect that that's the same. That's uh, any different today. I mean, these kids are uh, are out there. Uh, they're pretty much a uh, whole day is planned ahead of them. Uh, I'm not sure when they take off. I'm thinking they're taking off either uh, Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. Um, they're going to be jam packed with um, events and practices and. Uh, uh, all these different things that they're going to be uh, responsible for. And um, it w- it'll go by pretty quick for them. For us fans, yeah, we're going to have to sit and wait and uh, and wait for the game to start. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's a selfish thing. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, the nearly month that they will have off before, you know, they play a game, it benefits Michigan. I mean, Jerry, uh, J.J. McCarthy, he needed that time off. If Michigan just played the, the week after, you know, that would be an advantage Alabama. But having J.J. with the, the the time to rest up, you feel like, I don't know if he's going to be 100%, but to me, that's the biggest thing of the game. That then And to me, like, where, for people, there's there's plenty of people that want to know, like, hey, do you really think Michigan has a chance? Yes. You know, yes, boy, everybody really talking about, yeah, you know, Michigan, they get a really good chance. And one of the Actually, main – Alabama has a chance. We're the favorite. Yeah. We're the favorite going into this game. If anybody has a chance, it's them. I like our our uh, our um, approach, and I like uh, where we're at right now. And yeah, Denny, getting back to what you just said, uh, I I think um, part of Georgia's problem was they were a little banged up. Now I don't know how banged up. I'm I'm speaking out of turn here. I I probably shouldn't be saying it. I don't know much, but uh, I know uh, Bowers had uh, been uh, fighting injuries on his high ankle sprain all year long, and and that's a tough injury to overcome. Don't kid yourself. That high ankle sprain is not easy to come back from. Um, the the receiver out there, he he was banged up uh, at the end of the year. Um, um, so I think Georgia went into that game against Alabama a little bit limping. Now, how Alabama was, uh, you know, they were missing a player or two uh, that um, has, has been uh, outstanding all year. But um, uh, you're right. We're going in. We're a lot more healthy, um, you know, the center spot, Nugent, <clears throat> he was banged up. I mean, severely banged up going into that Iowa game. Some were saying possible broken ankle. Um, played his heart off and, and played outstanding. Um, so, yeah, we're going in a lot more healthy. And when we're healthy, we're very deep. And that's a good thing. I like, I like that. We will look back to Wednesday, the early National Signing Day, see what Jerry thought of uh, – what transpired Michigan bringing in a bunch of recruits. We will look back uh, again at some film 
on the Alabama defense. They did that once. Jerry's coming back at it and showing some other things on how to attack Nick Saban's defense. Looking forward to that. But we're starting here with uh, the the holiday and just Michigan getting ready to take off and and go out to the Rose Bowl. And you know that means you're getting ready to take off and uh, take off and go to the Rose Bowl as well, Jerry. Soon, right? Uh, next uh, Friday or uh, next Friday, I think I leave. Yep, yep. I, I saw some people look, you know, like you, you live in Florida, you live in California, you know, you, you get this great weather. So anytime it's not great weather, people kind of freak out like, oh, my God, you know, it's raining in Pasadena and, or, you know, Florida is actually cold or something. So it's, it's raining, you know, but, and, you know, it's, it's going to keep raining. But um, I, I would I would guess that by uh, a week from Monday. It's going to be nice out there without even looking at the long range forecast. But, you know, hey, uh, hey, if it is raining, I think that plays more in our favor. Because okay. Michigan can run the football. Me, Michigan runs the football very well. Um, and I think we're uh, geared to that kind of weather uh, in a game. All right. And let's see. We we have, uh, you know, the folks out there, the, the people. Uh, and there's some uh, happy holiday wishes. Uh, he was not happy with the NCAA and their approach on signing day. Yeah, on, on signing day, they sent Michigan a, a notice of uh, of allegations. That wasn't very – that was a little lump in your, uh, your, your stocking by the NCAA. Matt is wishing uh, everyone happy holidays. He's been listening about a year, maybe a little bit longer. He's enjoying the videos. Beat Alabama. And he says, uh, go blue. You know, Richard's saying, hey, mid-70s for the rest of the week down there in Florida. You know, not not too bad. What about signing day, Jerry? You know, Michigan goes out; they get a a player on signing day, a uh, a kid from Maryland, Lugard at Oakpaye, and you know, he's a six six. I looked at him in a just a still picture he was in, probably for uh, his visit. Man, he's got long arms and. Uh, you know, that that's exciting. And, and it, it takes when I look at the class overall, you know, I see that there's five offensive linemen. They got a highly rated quarterback, a highly rated running back. And over there on the defensive side, sure, there's some defensive tackles and some, you know, uh, nose tackle maybe even in there. But they got a lot of edges. That's the other mm -hmm. thing about it. Uh, a number of uh, of edges. And that's what Michigan's been known for. There are a couple of things, but. That's the one part. They're outside linebacker rush edges. They've been known for that over the last three years. Absolutely. I mean, you take a look at it. You got uh, Hutchison. Who was the other one? Um, Jabo. Um, uh, Jabo. Uh, I mean, how, how do you uh, how do you um, how do you place your offense against those two? Though that was outstanding. And then uh, we've been uh, fortunate with um, um, McGregor and uh, and. Um, um, uh, Stewart and Harrell and uh, those guys coming off the edge and they've been outstanding. And so, yeah, Michigan has become a, uh, an edge type university where our edge players are as good as anybody in the country. And uh, um, that presents a lot of problems for offenses, lots and lots of problems for offenses. Yeah. And they're still not done. You know, they, you've got the, I guess, original national signing day, the first Wednesday in February this really highly rated they like him and, and apparently he likes them as well this highly rated wide receiver out of idaho gatlin bear who's gonna make his go ahead denny 
Hey, welcome back. I don't I don't know if we're if we're on. Jerry, you there? Hey, what's Can going on? You hear on? me now, Denny? I hear you fine. You know, I guess I uh, things got knocked out. Who knows? Uh, uh, it it is it happens sometimes. Uh, I left off talking about this wide receiver that's from Idaho. I don't know if you heard that. He is yep, down yep. between uh, Michigan, the, the two Big Ten institutions, Michigan and Oregon. So, uh, you know, uh, an old classic Big Ten battle. Right, right. Between right. the Wolverines well, and Ducks. We'll see what happens there. You know, the, Denny, I, I tell you, I, I'm really excited about our running game uh, in the uh, recruiting uh, uh, wars. Uh, you come away with the young man from Moeller High School and then the young man from Bishop Gallagher out of, uh, uh, I think it was Vegas. Yeah. Uh, those, those are two huge, huge uh, deliveries uh, right away. When you lead and when you're Mr. Ohio in football, that, that says a lot. And um, when, when you're rushing for that many yards in, in Ohio football, you're not rushing. Any, and, and by the way, down in Cincinnati, you've got some outstanding teams, Xavier, Princeton, Moeller. Um, all these, uh, you know, uh, um, all these teams down south and in, uh, in that southwest quarter in Cincinnati, and you're coming out, um, Ohio Player of the Year. That says something. It, it, we're, I'm real excited about that landing. I'm real excited about the young man down in uh, Nevada, and uh, I like some of the offensive linemen that I see. Uh, I, I, you know, that um, when when you can run the ball. Uh, it makes everybody around you good. It makes your defense good for stopping the run. And so I like that we're staying on this direction of running the football and, and being a physical football team. And you know, Denny, I mentioned this against the, uh, when we played Ohio. When we played Ohio, um, you know, it's always nice to say we want to change our culture. We want to be more of a tough team. We want to run the ball more. That's all well and good. But at the end of the day. You needed to start that when you were recruiting. And so if you're not recruiting those types of players, how do you expect them to change that quickly? And, and that's what I'm liking from our recruiting class. We're sending a message. We're going to play physical. We're going to continue playing physical football. And uh, you're going to have to stop it. Yeah, I like Jordan Marshall. He said he wasn't sure he was going to get a, a chance to be named Mr. Football there because of uh, where he's going to school. So he thought maybe he would end up on the short end there and they would give it to a player that's going to Ohio state, but you know, they still gave it to him. So that speaks volumes. And he Huge. was going, he was going over some of the players like Joe Burrow, even back to Charles Woodson. Did they, did they have a Mr. Football back in your day or is that something a little bit after or what? No, you, I don't remember. I don't remember Mr. Football. In, yeah. in our day. I mean, we, we had great, uh, great players. I mean, uh, Scott grooms, Blair uh, Keel, um, Naylor, uh, came out my year. Uh, so we, we had some top notch uh, players coming out of the state of Ohio. But I never remember a Mr. Ohio or Player of the Year Ohio guy. So, yeah, there's different things. I know basketball was running around uh, with the early '80s. They started doing a Mr. Basketball up here in the state. But you know, who knows? You know, you do different things like that. But uh, a, a nice list uh, already when you see some of the names up there for, for that, Joe that, Marshall. That's the one part. The second part is anytime I've been saying for years. I, I you know, we. We needed to get back into Ohio. We needed to get back into Ohio in a big way. Now, am I saying we need to solo recruit Ohio? No, no. But what I've been saying all along is we need to secure the base, and the base is Michigan, Ohio, Western PA, um, Northern Illinois, Chicago area. When you can solidify those areas in your recruiting, you you got a good chance of winning a lot of ball games. 
You know, it struck me. I've talked to high school players for, you know, 30 years. The kids now, man, they sound like, you know, and I guess it's not a surprise in some ways, you know, like uh, the way social media is now guys are on, you know, they're doing a lot more interviews, but they already sound like they're pros, like just the way they, uh, you know, they're so used to being interviewed. They're very, uh, you know, just at, at, at the ease being able to do them, you know, jumping out. Jordan Marshall was walking through his high school doing an interview, like, oh, you know, talking, you know, saying a lot of nice things. And so it wasn't really no like deal. that back in the day. No, no big deal no, there. No big deal. He's been there before. Yeah. So that's good, you know, that they're that they're like that. Back in the day, it was like the quarterbacks, you know, all the quarterbacks talk. You hear them and you say, oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. Man, he already sounds like he's, you know, been to college. But then it used to be neat talking with the guys, you know, that uh, I don't even know if they had, had been interviewed. But by the time they were, you know, juniors and seniors, then you'd hear them. You'd see their personality come out like, wow, now, you know, you get that right off the bat, you know. So that's something uh, yeah. that's going on. All right, Jerry, we'll take some questions. and We'll get into this film. What do you think? God, sounds great, Denny. Sounds great. All right. We, if you have a question, go ahead, throw them in there. We've got a prediction for the game. And Mr. Bebop Blue is saying 27 to 17 Michigan. Michigan football. Yeah. I, uh, what was the, the score? It was 30 to 24 for uh, the Ohio State game. So I didn't pick that, but it was close. I think I picked. 27 to 24, maybe 27, 23, right around in there. So I'm, I'm pretty close with, uh, with bebop blue here. Mm -hmm. No, I I like that prediction. I, you know, we're going to need to score 24 to win and we're going to need to keep them under, uh, under 24. So. Uh, Matt is just making a point. He has been watching Michigan for over 30 years. He has nothing against Ohio state or Michigan. Unless they're playing us. Yeah. You know, like, look, you know, Matt, when you're, it it depends, you know, everybody is different. There are some people you put on a, you know, something green and they're going to let you know about it. You know, certainly, you know, you say anything positive about Ohio state. I'm more like that, but you know, there, there are a lot of people, the number one thing, like I enjoy watching the games and the competition and I like Michigan and everything else, but you know, the, the rivalry factory like uh, factor where, like, I hate you and everything about you. I get that part. I mean, it's so big for everybody else, but it's not really, you know, my main focus. But there's so many people that are just like uh, it is, you know, you, you don't you can't wear anything or, or 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 mention it. Why'd you buy a red car? You know, something like that. You know, Jerry, you have had to deal with that, you know, coming up from Ohio. What, what What's, uh you know. Do you, you watch Michigan State and like you know they're not in a bowl game this year? But if they were, were you, would you want to see them have success, or you know, or just be like shrugging your shoulders? Would you root against them? What would your approach be? You know, Denny, um, um, I've always had a great deal of respect for Ohio and, and their fans. Um, this year kind of got me sour. I, I never thought I'd see Ohio fans uh, take the approach that uh, I'd rather win by. Uh, accusing my um, my uh, rival without you know without anything proven. So I mean that that kind of bothered me this year. But uh, you know all along I've always rooted for Big Ten teams. I always wanted to see Big Ten teams win uh, ball games. It just makes everybody else look better. 
It uh, it helps in recruiting without question when Big Ten teams are dominant in bowl games. Um, and so, you know, I've always wanted to see uh, Big Ten Big Ten teams win, and, and uh, I think it always helped Michigan. Uh, this year, a little sour taste in my mouth for the Big Ten. I understand that. It's always been pointed out to me that, look, if, you know, why would you root for Michigan State? Any success that they're having, that means then, you know, the uh, a kid that's growing up to the state of Michigan, you know, he might be then thinking about, hey, he'll go to Michigan State because they're having success. So every chance you get, you want to see, you don't want to see anything positive from Michigan State. You want turmoil. And you could say the same thing about Ohio State. I know that during the year, you're talking about the bowl season. I'm talking about during the regular season, like, this year, for instance, Ohio State was was playing Notre Dame, and Michigan wasn't playing Notre Dame. It actually benefited Michigan that Ohio State beat Notre Dame because mm-hmm. if they didn't, you know, they'd have the loss. They wouldn't be as high in the rankings, yep. and then all of that, you know, their strength of record and or whatever strength of schedule wouldn't looked at, wouldn't have looked as good. Now, so you get there and you say, okay, that's fine. And then you can go up to the game. You can say, you know, it's good for the Big Ten and good for Michigan if Ohio State wins. But then you get to game day, and it's not like you actually root for Ohio State. Because I could say it a million times and everything else, but, you know, you end up, uh, you know, rooting against them anyways. I, I do get that. So, I don't know. You can be all over the place with that. But, you know, uh, I understand where you're coming from uh, when it comes down to that. I'd much rather root for us than uh, in our Big Ten uh, rivals than Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and – Florida State, Miami, those teams. So that, that's where I'm at. Shadyville said Charles Barkley said he would root for Afghanistan against Alabama versus Barkley. <laughs> Went to Auburn. The funny thing is people of Afghanistan are pretty nice. Uh, he met a few. He says while he was over there, uh, E says if Michigan State does better and you beat them, it looks better for you, unlike this year when people say, who have you played? That's not a bad point. Here's a 31-17. Everybody would take that. You know, you know, a funny thing, Denny. Everybody talks about our non-conference schedule. Correct me if I'm wrong, but all of our non-conference teams made it to uh, bowl games, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to pump up the. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say we had the toughest schedule in the in, in the country, but but at the same time, that last four weeks was as impressive as anything I've ever seen, and. When you look at the whole season, yeah, a lot of our teams that we played are going to ball games. So, yeah, you know, I, think, I hear you, traveler. I hear you. I know what you mean. <laughs> OT's never going to root for Ohio State. Yeah, you know, like they earned their spot where they're at. Like, you know, they won all of their games, and uh, Ohio State and Penn State and Maryland and those guys, those games weren't pushovers. So, and obviously drawing Alabama, that's no pushover. If if it was Florida State, people would have been making a point like, wow, but look at last year. You know, Michigan it was like, uh, what a great draw. They got TCU. It's like a buy into the championship game, and then they lost it. So, you know, how those things work. You, you, you got a lot of time in between the games to talk about things. So, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in the Final Four. There's no easy game. There's no easy game. So get that out of your head. I'm with you on that. All right, Jerry, I think you're going to have to crank the video back up because of whatever I did, I uh, I knocked it out. So if you could put your screen back up there, I can yeah. then put it up. I, I did that. That was my bad. So 
I don't know why. While you take a look at that, I want to tell everyone, you know, with the holiday season and everything else, that if you're thinking about a last second gift, maybe you're all set. Maybe you're just heading into this weekend like, hey, uh, I'm all set for Monday. Uh, the, the presents are all wrapped. Everything's good. That's great planning. Nice job. But if you're thinking about, you know, I got that one Michigan fan in my life, you know, we get them. We get him a valiant shirt like uh, like Jerry's wearing right now. <laughs> you you go over there. You, you get him a shirt that says "Bat." You know, you got him all these different things, and then you're thinking, you know, what about a subscription to the Maze and Blue Review? That's a nice stocking stuffer. That's a nice gift, and that's one that keeps giving all year round, if not daily, if not you know by the hour when things change uh, with the Michigan football and basketball team with recruiting in the transfer portal and everything else. You get that subscription by going to michigan.rivals.com. Great gift. And Hey, why not go ahead and just give yourself a lot of information there, Denny. I, I, I agree, man. That uh, the amazing blue review is uh, is a great subscription and uh, a lot of good information coming out. If you're a Michigan fan, that, that would be the go, the go-to. Now you're talking Jerry and we do have that film. And and here it is. Oh yeah, we're looking at that nice crystal clear film again. I'm I'm fired up. Absolutely. Here we are against Georgia. I just want to go over a few things. Some of my keys to victory, Denny, and then um, we'll get into Auburn and uh, we'll take a look at uh, how Auburn did these things and uh, kind of exploited uh, uh, Alabama. Okay, so here we are. First of all, we talked about their linebackers, and I've got some confirmation on this. A lot of people now are starting to key this H back. And so any little movement from the H-back will get these linebackers flowing to that direction. What this does, though, is if the H-back takes a movement to uh, a, um, uh, a false movement, I should say, and then back out, he tends to be open, and, and things tend to be open. We're going to see that. I, I think one of the keys um, uh, we're going to mention is um, that misdirection of the H-back. Now, I just went over this real quick. I was trying to get tendencies here. Motion from two by one to three by three by one, or excuse me, two by two by, uh, to three by one. You got two receivers over here, Denny. You see that? And you got two receivers over here. So we call that two by two. Okay. When they move to three by one, then when they motion three by one, now Alabama's got to do something. What they get caught in is a man coverage, which means nobody is on the tight end. And that's the kind of things that we've got to do to. Uh, Alabama. And the other thing I don't like is the way they violently stem their defense line. Watch that uh, stem. I'm hoping we're practicing this and this is not a, uh, a surprise for us because that can get offensive linemen moving. But there's an example. What It's just a little subtle step inside from Bowers, number 19, the Georgia tight end, and then back out. There's nobody out there. So these quick passing games, I think, could be very advantageous for us and and, um, uh, and moving them around a little bit. Now, here we are. This is something I picked up on in, in the Auburn film, Denny. Uh, very exciting to me. I saw Auburn uh, many times put the strength. Here's your tight end. Here's your two receivers. There's a three-by-one over here. Many times Auburn would put it into the boundary. You see where the boundary is, Denny, over here? Yeah. Where my mouse is? They're putting the, the, the formation, they're putting the strength into the boundary 
for one reason, to give this field wide open. Because now what Alabama's uh, forced to do is they're forced to go man on this receiver all the way. And that creates problems for the secondary getting onto their keys. Okay, here comes the motion, inside release, and the receiver is wide open in the flat there. Because uh, their number two, who is a freshman, doesn't come up quick enough on this one. But this is the kind of stuff that can get, cause them problems. Formation into the boundary, strength into the boundary, motioning away from that, motioning to it. Those kinds of things can mess up this Alabama team a little bit, and I think we got a good shot at it. Um, one of my keys to us winning the ball game is I think we need to run to the quick side. What do I mean by the quick side? Here, the strength is to the field. Do you see that, Denny? Denny? Yeah, that's the tight end. Yep. Yep. You got the two receivers, and now the tight end is shifting over to the field. What this does is it puts Alabama's personnel to the field. It forces them to move to the field. What that does, though, is it leaves this quick side away from the strength, this quick side vulnerable. I'm not going to say wide open, but it leaves it vulnerable. Here's an inside zone. Great job by the uh, interior three. Watch them get up on it. And then once they do, there's that quick side. There's just not enough people over there, and I think we can exploit that. And I said the quick side B, you're going to see later on where Auburn really exposes the uh, uh, outside on the quick side. And they, the just outside that one. and they just blocked that one straight. They didn't even pull anybody over there. No, this was just inside zone. That's all this was, inside zone, run your path, hat on a hat, and, and uh, um, let the back make a cut. And that's exactly what Georgia did there. And I and I honestly think the quick side runs are going to be uh, very beneficial for us. I think we I think they uh, uh, might have an issue there. Okay, key number two. I think we've got to hit these checkdowns. We've got to hit these backs uh, uh, on checkout checkdown routes. We have to get underneath um, the uh, zone on some of these crossing routes. So hit the checkdowns uh, and the under routes. This is a key, in my opinion. To us winning the ball game, we have to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Without a doubt, this guy gets five yards without even trying. The running back gets five yards without even trying. And you're putting the ball in the running back's hands. Who knows what can happen after that? By holding on to the ball, it's an incomplete pass. Let's start all over. Uh, I think our underneath patterns and our checkdowns are going to be very, uh, very key. And they could be open. Again, here is something I want to do. I think. If they were to give the ball, if they would have given the ball on the counter to the quick side over here, here's the quick side. Look at this bubble right here. Watch it open up. Watch the uh, a wall by the offensive line to kick out in the uh, in the tunnel. There's a play there. There is definitely a play there. Watch right right there. Watch the left ta- uh, the right tackle there. If my man can get through there, I know that running back can get through there. And so Georgia elects to go. Uh, um, uh, to the strength with their run. And I think if they were to come back the other way with some kind of quarterback counter even, I think it was there. But do, you can see Georgia has a wall and their tackle got through that gap. I think that, that there's, a, there's a problem there. 
I think they got a problem on the quick side. Okay. Here we are. Motion in the two-by-two. Must make passes when we have leverage. We've got, we've got to hit these passes when we got leverage. And right here we have leverage. You see what I'm talking about? Inside leverage, Denny? Yeah, he's that got corner, I see that him. Corner, that corner's got outside control. There's nothing he can do on the inside. He's waiting for some kind of help. And when that linebacker steps up, behind it is wide open. And so we have to hit these kinds of passes. We have to have these kinds of designs in the passing game where we can get our leverage on our receivers and get underneath them. That's a great play by Georgia right there and uh, very effective. Um, putting JJ. people in motion. Go ahead, Denny. I was going to say, J.J. can make that throw. That's his throw. I mean, he that's can make throw. all the throws, but he loves this one right here. Yeah, that's his throw. That's the yeah. one he loves making more than anything, I think. Roman Wilson, Colston Loveland, Kojo, yep. any of those yep. three. Yep, absolutely. Okay, uh, key number three, hit the quick passes to the sideline. Hit these quick patterns. They We have to hit these patterns. We've got to throw the ball while the receiver is not looking. When, when the receiver is still making a press downfield, as soon as he turns his head, that ball has got to be pretty close to him. But our, in my opinion, just like we did against Iowa, We've got to hit these quick uh, quick outlet throws uh, to the sideline. Watch him press that uh, defender up, and that ball is right on him right now. Bang. He turns around, the ball's on him. You see that, Denny? That's all timing. There's no reading. He's just getting that ball up and out right away. Yeah. Back shoulder, whatever you want to call it. But that that I think those are going to be effective, and I think we've proven that we can do that against Iowa. This year, we I think we we're very effective against Iowa this year on that. Not much you can do about that. That corner seemed like he was right there in his back pocket. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, this is something I like too, Denny. Um, now, Georgia runs the outside zone here. But what if they were to give this ball, and this is Samaj Morgan going this way? Do you see what I'm talking about? Here's the strength over here, Denny. Here's the strength. You see that? Yeah. Alabama's outmanned over here on the quick side. There, out, man. This outside, this tackle, this defensive end, excuse me, this defensive end is playing down on this tackle. His eyes are here. As soon as that tackle blocks down, he's coming down. Look what happens when he does come down. That that jet sweep is wide open at that point in time. You see that? Bang, right now. He's by that guy. Now they have their tight end on the corner, and it's one-on-one -on -one with the safety. And I'll take our chances all day long on that. Yeah, Morgan's going to score on that one. That's a touchdown right there. Yeah. And what I liked about it more than anything was how Georgia put the strength into the boundary. Um, They put the strength into the boundary, and there was really – Alabama had was forced to move their personnel over. If Georgia would have run to the field, I think they would have scored here on this play. But those yeah, are the kinds of things that we, we can take advantage of. And you're going to see Auburn do that a lot in this next film that I come up with. Um, Auburn do that a lot. Key number four, I'm telling you, uh, and I'm getting more and more confirmation, these linebackers 
And I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm talking about all over the place. These linebackers are starting to key these H-backs. Do you see that, Denny? You'll see it behind. But these guys are keying right here. And as soon as the H-back goes towards the center, these guys are downhill now. They're not looking for anything except to defeat the block. And we'll see that in the Auburn game a little bit better. Once they do that, they're out of position for any kind of misdirection. I still say this is a touchdown if this ball is handed off. If they make this uh, uh, handoff, this is a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, we must win the turnover battle. We cannot turn the ball over, especially down here. But look at this. Danny, are you going to tell me somebody's going to stop this play? There's, do you see, Who's going to stop that play right there? If that ball is handed off to the receiver, who's going to stop that play? <coughs> that's a touchdown waiting to happen. So, and that that's the you you can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. But it is a uh, um, um, a great opportunity for us to expose their keys, make them go to where they think they want to go, and then turn around. Watch it here again. You see, look at this linebacker. He is just dead on the H-back. And what I'm hearing is they're starting to consider these H-backs almost like we used to consider guards back in the day, where we would read the guards because they would pull so much. We would read the guards. But now, all of a sudden, people are starting to read the H-back because the guards aren't pulling as much as the H-backs are. There's nothing out there, Denny. They make this handoff, and I think this could go. That was the oh, play of the game. Thinking? I think that was the play of the game. You know, they, they're going to get a huge gainer, and they drop the ball, and Alabama's got it on the five-yard line. Yep, yep. Okay. Um. Here's Georgia in a two-by-two underneath the zone, underneath patterns. These linebackers get so deep on their drops that they let the underneath go. Now, why is that Why is that something I, I think we had to exploit? Well, because we're going to get our, our the ball into our playmaker's hands. Once the playmaker has the ball in his hands, anything can happen. A missed tackle, a slip, anything can happen. And then you got our playmaker with the ball. So I like these under routes, um, especially if we can bring those linebackers up so they're not dropping as deep and then hit them behind it. Okay, here's um, uh, Georgia going uh, uh, from uh, a balance to a uh, to a three by one set. And again, route con concept has worked twice now against Bama. Uh, Georgia has leverage on them, and this is like you said, Denny. This is JJ's pattern. That linebacker goes to a point, and right behind it is the uh, the um, receiver, and they make Alabama uh, pay for uh, doubling up on. Um, on uh, Browers, because that's what Alabama's doing there. They're doubling up Bowers and trying to help out on others. And so that could be a very effective way. And we've got the uh, the tight end that can uh, create those problems. And I, I think we've also heard Nick Saban this week say uh, their tight ends are good. So he knows that. Again, quarterback design runs. Another key to my uh, uh, to wins. But the, we have to have J.J. run the ball. We have to have design quarterback runs. Look at this. He is not even considering the quarterback. He
He's going right now to the screen. Everybody's going to the screen. There's nothing out here for the quarterback. I think he walks in if he keeps the ball. But J.J. has got to be ready to run the ball. And um, um, and with uh, design quarterback runs. I'm going to show this other one now, Denny. Uh, might take a little bit of time to get it up. Well, that's all right. While well, you're you got- working on that, I just want to tell everybody that they do have an opportunity to, if you're just joining us and you missed it, you have it here right now. There's uh, Jaden Davis, Brady Priestcorn, part of this year's uh, Blake Frazier, part of this year's Michigan 24 recruiting class. And then this guy right here, I have not given up hope on him. As of yet, he plays quarterback for Belleville in the state of Michigan. You may have heard of him, Bryce Underwood. All of that news on the Maize and Blue Review this holiday season. Get there. Join the Maize and Blue Review today. Go to michigan.rivals.com. That's the way you do it. Now, ooh, we got some uh, from the from the bowl, from the uh, the Iron Bowl. Yeah, iron ball, and it's outside with the sun shining, not inside sun, that dome. The sun on the field, uh, nice uh, nice weather while well, we were freezing in Ann Arbor, right? Okay, loving it up. Loving beating Ohio State. Anyways, here's an example of a quick pattern. Alabama, they've got inside leverage. They've got one guy to cover two outside, and so – Auburn has leverage. Now, the Auburn kid makes a mistake and steps out of bounds here, but what I'm trying to show is Auburn has leverage. There is leverage on these outside um, uh, routes, and I think we can hit them, and I think we have hit them um, in the past. So that's a that's a key. That is a key to uh, our victory is uh, loosening them up on those outside quick-hitting passes. Um, okay, here are Alabama's. Four dominant players. Dallas Turner, he's second in the SEC with nine sacks. Number 41, Chris Bagwell, is fourth in the SEC with eight sacks. And Justin Ibogibi is sixth in sacks with seven. So these three get after the passer. Um, Now, that's, uh, that's bad news if we're going to drop back and pass a lot, but it is good news if we're going to trap a little bit and counter with them because these guys tend to get upfield pretty harsh uh, and, and they're coming upfield. And, and um, when you see that kind of stuff, you want to, you want to take advantage of it and run underneath it and trap it, but watch the angles. These guys take watch. They're, they're very well coached. They're very good football players come. They're cutting these angles of these offensive tackles off. They're cutting them off. Um, they're just cutting that edge down. And so, yes, the quarterback gets through. Yes, he picks up good yardage. But this is a tight window to get through. Those are their three big boys. Those are their three sack guys. We have to do a good job on those three right there. If Peyton Thorne's able to get through there, I think J.J. will be able to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Okay, Denny, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out a little technique here. We're gonna watch this offensive tackle in his pool. What he does is he does more of a power pool, like uh, he would be if he was running a counter. 
Watch, we're going to see this from the end zone too a lot. His shoulders are square to the line of scrimmage instead of perpendicular where he can kick somebody out. When they're square, he's he, he's good for coming through the line, but it's not good for kicking out. And that's what what happens on this play. This is a this is a play that could happen. This this could this play could happen well for us. This play could be a big one for us. Here's the quick side again. Here's the strength. He power pulls instead of trap pulls versus uh, or kickout pulls, and he misses the block. Later on, though, we're going to see how they exploit that quick side with proper technique and, and get through there. But watch his shoulders. He never he never turns them. They're in that 3-3 stack. You see how his shoulders are squared, Denny? Yeah. You see that right there? Yep. There's no way he's going to get this kick out. What this 3-3 stack does you see this uh, defensive end? He's looking at that guard. As that guard blocks down, he's got a squeeze, which makes it a real nice, easy block for the tackle. And that's why I like that in, that that quick side. They tend to be playing a lot of that four-eye technique inside the tackle, and they get washed. And they tend to get washed down a little bit. If he makes this kick out, there's a bubble right here. Because you still have the uh, the full uh, the uh, H back coming through on the linebacker, we're going to see where they exploit that later on a bunch of times. But that stack there seems like you could get run somebody behind those guys pretty quick. Yeah, uh, that uh, exactly, exactly. Okay, you're you're exactly right, Denny. You're exactly right. That stack, I don't like playing inside that tackle. I don't like that because it, it tends to give me a bad angle as a defense alignment. And uh, it tends to wash me down if I'm reading that guard. That's a tough position to play. All right. This is what I'm talking about, Denny. Strength into the boundary. Here you have Auburn with the strength into the boundary. Forces Alabama over. There, look, at, look at all this field over here, Denny. Who's who's protecting it? Nobody. That's it, it's, it's open. In my opinion, it's open. What's this uh, defensive end doing? He's keying this tackle. As soon as that tackle blocks down, he's got to squeeze because if he doesn't, they'll run underneath them. He's got to squeeze. When he squeezes, the play's already gone outside. And I think we need to do a little bit better job on our outside zone starting now and going in the next year even uh, with Edwards. I think Edwards is more of an outside zone guy than an inside zone guy. And it would not be a bad idea to maybe implement a little bit more outside zone this game. Auburn really exploited Alabama on the outside zone to the quick side. Now, that's a nice run right there. I'll take that all day long. Wouldn't you, Denny? Yeah. Is that going to be Blake Corum? Uh, that could be uh, that could be Blake Corum. That could be Edwards. So... But I think, I think they're missing... I think they're a little bit... Uh, um, a little bit uh, weak on the uh, on the quick side. Okay, here it is. They're going to run. This is the counter now to the quick side the way it should be run. Watch the kick out. Watch the wash. Watch the uh, right guard knock down the nose guard and gets up on the line on the linebacker. Lawson number thirty two really plays this thing pretty well. He delivers with the outside, the inside shoulder, which means he's forcing it back to his buddy, his inside linebacker. The problem is his inside linebacker is being blocked by that guard. 
because the guards got angles. Do you see that, Denny? Yeah. And there's the quick side run. There's the quick side B gap. Playing inside on that four eye with that defensive end, this guy right here, Denny, playing inside that four eye. Remember, he's reading that guard. As soon as that guard blocks down, he's got to come down, gives the tackle a nice, easy wash block. And he washes it down. And 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 uh, it's, I, I, I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing as a as an issue for uh, for Alabama. You see how that uh, defense that number ninety three go, goes inside the tackle. Yeah, he looks like he stands up a little bit too. And he's watching right here at this guard. He's watching this guard. Once that guard blocks down, he's got to go down in there. Good block. Great block by the tackle, but it's it's also a great block because they're taking advantage of what Alabama's keying. They're keying that guard. I guarantee he's got to step down there. Well, I'm so, ready to guarantee you, Jerry, if Michigan, I'm looking at Auburn's uh, numbers against Alabama in that uh, Iron Bowl game, they ran for 42 times, 5.8 Per rush, that was good for 244 yards. Michigan runs for over 200 yards against Alabama. They're going to win the game. I feel very good. I feel very good if we can get 200 yards rushing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and there's another couple things here. I want to see us make number six and number one make tackles. I don't care if they're not even blocked. I want to see see them make tackles, especially in the open field. Bad angle. I want to. I want to see, especially number one. I want to see him uh, make tackles in the open field. I. I want to. I'm. I want to question him right now. Kool Aid. Okay, huh? Kool Aid McKinstry. He's number one. Yep. Yep. I want to see him make tackles. Uh, um. One on one. Okay. Here is Auburn. We used to call this. We used to call this. Uh, um. Uh, doubles, where you have the two flankers outside, and and you got the uh, tight ends um, here on the line. So you have uh, two tight ends and two flankers. So we used to call that doubles. Um, but watch Auburn exploit this outside zone and and just get great angles on their block, and then the back cuts off of it. And so I think we can run the ball on this team. I really do. I honestly believe we can run the ball on this team. And, and, and force them to uh, uh, come up and defend the run. Auburn does a great job here making these combo blocks. That's how we used to teach that outside zone. If he wants to go out there, get him out there. Block him out. Jerry, run Michigan's running the ball like this, isn't that set up those uh, end arounds? It's going to open up the passing game. It's going to be. It's going to be. Funny you should say that, Denny. Funny you should say that because this play right here is a touchdown. It's an inside zone. You remember, I used to call it bender at the beginning of the season, where the running back is starting one way and then bends it back the other way. Okay, watch Auburn. There's going to be three other plays. Uh, that Auburn runs off of this, and all, and I think two of them are touchdowns. But here is the inside zone bender. 
The kick out by the uh, uh, H-back. And then the running back is one-on-one with number six. But look at how Auburn just walls that whole thing down. Now your running back is one-on-one with the DB. I'll take that. I'll take Quorum against their DB all day long. Again, four-eye technique, wash, wash, wash. Everything is washing. I don't know what he's looking at because if he's looking here, he should have been over here. With the linebacker, uh, uh, Mr. Reeds, he kind of plays that running back. He cheats a little bit, plays the running back, and then gets caught up in the wash. You see that? Yeah. That running back did exactly what he wanted to do. Get that linebacker caught up in the wash. And go one-on-one with number six. So, now that was the bender. That was that inside zone bender, which was a good play. But we're going to come up to it a little bit later uh, where you're going to see the same action, different play, same result. Okay, again, under the coverage routes, especially when they're blitzing. Here they're sending, and they, they tend to send it. They show when they're sending Okay, so here's five guys walked up, Denny. They're coming. They're coming. Watch the little rub route right here by these receivers to get the ins- the outside guy wide open on the inside uh, route. I mean, you don't get much more open than that, do you? But here's Alabama. Man coverage. Watch number 13. He doesn't even peek at the outside linebacker. He's running with that receiver the whole time. And number one gets caught up in the wash. There's nothing he can do. And so Auburn hits an under route, very effective, um, very effective game plan by Auburn this game, except on the defensive end. <laughs> the last play. I mean, they should have won. play anyways. Anyways. Okay. Design quarterback runs. Another key to my uh, – um, to uh, one of the keys that I think are going to be uh, paramount in our, um, our success. Again, same thing. Inside zone, bender, wham with the H-back. Everything looks like the same play that we just saw for a touchdown. Only this time, quarterback keeps and gets outside here. Now, I'm sorry. J.J. McCarthy gets another four or five yards on this run. Thor stepped out at the 44, giving him a four-yard gain. In my opinion, J.J. gets 10 yards on this. What do you think, Denny? You think Denny uh, he gets four more yards on that? I'll, I'll take uh, McCarthy all day long over Thorne and any kind of. Uh, uh, Look at this! All play. He's got. He might have cut it back in and taken it all the way up to the forty. I, I think so. I think he would have made that run. Uh, that uh, DB make a play. So I think design quarterback runs are a key to our success. Quick side counter. Watch this guy. He he throws his – now, remember, Lawson on the first one we saw in that counter, he hit it with the inside shoulder, bending it back to his counterpart, thinking his counterpart was going to be there. But his counterpart was being blocked by the guard. This time, the linebacker steps up, and he throws with the wrong shoulder. There's no way that backside linebacker can get up in there. But you see how he's throwing with the wrong shoulder there, Denny? And there he goes. Mm. Gap integrity, gap fitting is so important on a defensive side of the ball. 
It's more important to me than blitzing. Gap integrity, gap fit, it's everything on the defensive side. Okay. Outside zone to the strength and away from the motion. So we have motion. That's motion away from the strength. You see that, Denny? Yep. Here's your motion, guy. We were three by one over here. Auburn was three by one. He goes in motion this way. Number six is man on him. He goes with them. And then Auburn runs that outside zone. And again, I think there's number one. I don't think he really wants to get dirty making tackles. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's another way to effectively go at this team. Motion away from where you're going. It tends to get them out of position a little bit, and I think it's more because of their keys. And they're very disciplined on their keys. Okay, Denny, so we talked about um, that uh, TD, that inside zone bender, and then we saw Thor run the ball and get four or five yards. Now we're going to see the same thing, but it's a reverse. Reverses looks just like the earlier touchdown. Everything looks the same. Now, this also reminds me of one other touchdown or one other touchdown it could have been against Georgia. Here, Auburn makes the play and scores. Okay, so, Diorio, how the heck did number 32 not get there? Well, watch. As soon as we got all the strength over here, here's one of the problems with with um, with Alabama. When the strength is over here, when the strength is uh, on one side or the other, and there's a, a varied strength like there is right here, a tight end, two receivers, that's a solid strength right there. They're asking this outside five technique to have contained. But at the same time, he still has to squeeze this tackle. And I think that's where probably some of their problem is coming from. They just don't have enough personnel over here, or they think that their personnel is good enough to do certain things. Why isn't number 32 out here? Because the uh, H-back came over. Watch the tackle. He slips through. Their defensive end does not get any hands on, doesn't get him off the track at all. He gets up on a linebacker, and it's a touchdown right then. See that? Boom. As soon as he gets up on that linebacker, it's over. You can see the linebacker was going with that flow. He was going with this key. Right, Denny? Yeah. He was going with the key. But by getting that tackle up there, and that's what they, they, they're going to do because they have such a wide five technique on that quick side. They, they don't want to get beat to the strength. That's for sure. In my opinion, they don't want to get beat to the strength. Okay, same thing. Eyes here. Here's your key. Break the keys by running away from them. Break the keys by running away from them. What if they would have given that ball? Denny? Big gainer. Big gainer. And that's another key to our success, I think. We have to uh, break their keys. We got to make them a little bit 
slower on their key reads. All right, make them play when they um, make them pay when they blitz. Uh, quick underneath routes. Again, tough one to uh, um, uh, to um, to take. That's a one on one. You got a freshman one on one with this receiver in space. That's hard. They hit him on leverage underneath the uh, uh, zone. And it's a big gainer for him. And those are the types of passes that are easy. They're in our playbook. And we can hit them. We can hit them with those passes. Auburn should have won this game. Absolutely should have. Confused them with formation and motion. So, again, here we are, Denny. Formation into the boundary. Everybody see that? Their strength, Auburn's strength is in the boundary. That means this corner is one-on-one with the receiver. It really doesn't matter what this receiver does. What matters is who's got the other one. And that's where Alabama's gotten confused a little bit. Safety rolls up. It's almost like a pick. And it seems like he's thinking that corner is going to stay with the uh, receiver coming out which makes sense, but he doesn't, and it's wide open touchdown. And so that's what motion and formation can do to Alabama. Put them in a bad position, put them in a position they don't want to be in, formation to the boundary, motion, little rub, and wide open. Man. Okay, design quarterbacks runs, especially to the quick side and away from the keys. Again, what what's this linebacker keying, Denny? What's this guy keying? He's keying this H-back. Well, the H-back goes way out wide. Watch these guys flow. Watch these linebackers flow with their key, which gives the offensive lineman an opportunity to get in position to make blocks. Watch these linebackers just flow like the Dickens. That's the right guard. That's actually the backside guard getting on Lawson right there. You see that? Design quarterback runs. Use the key away. And get your quarterback some yards. It's a very simple, very effective uh, scheme. It's just hat on hat. That's all that is right there, Denny. It's hat on hat with a uh, um, uh, misdirection on the key. Watch it. Bang, bang, bang. Just man on man. Everybody's got angles. He's keying this H-back. As soon as the H-back goes, he's coming. He's coming. And this left guard just sneakily goes up and, and peels back on him. It's a beautiful job by the right guard. Oh, and here's the other thing I saw in this play. Auburn was reading these three techniques. As soon as he saw this three technique get upfield, Denny, he pulled it and ran. Now, was it a read? I don't know, but his eyes are looking that way. Don't you think? Yeah. His eyes are looking that way. And that might have confirmed something for the linebackers to flow over that fast. But, um, But these are design quarterback runs. And taking advantage of Alabama's fast-flowing reads. 
Okay? Empty. Great time to run a quarterback draw. What does empty mean? Primarily, it means these first-level defenders, I'm going to call them first-level. These are the first-level. These are the rushers. But these guys are the first-level for backs coming out man-to-man. So these guys are all eyeing man-to-man coverage on these backs and these receivers. What does that mean? Nobody on the quarterback. So Alabama is rushing four and nobody on the quarterback. Man, Thorne's really running it, huh? I'm telling you, in my opinion, and I'm full of uh, you know what, as much as anybody, quarterback has got to be key in running the game, uh, running, uh, running for us. What that's going to also do, Denny, it's going to take a pair of eyes off Quorum and off of uh, Edwards. Okay, now they've got to watch the quarterback. When, 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 that's a big advantage. If we, if we can get their eyes on the quarterback a little bit more, or or if we can run a quarterback like this and score, it'd be even better. But um, getting those eyes off of our running backs is going to be key. And, uh, Danny, that's all I've got, but we've got to score touchdowns. We cannot get down inside this 10-yard line and just be happy. we got to score touchdowns. We get in here, and in my opinion right now, if I was, uh, if I was Auburn, now, I know they probably don't have it, but I'd have two tight ends and a wing back and a fullback, and I'd blast them. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think Michigan, if they play the, the game that they have played all year long, they should be able to have a shot in the fourth quarter to win this game and get to the championship game. And, you know, this is the year that, you know, they're thinking about winning it all, and that's – um. You know, Blake Corum just a couple days ago said it is championship or bust. And I think everybody looking at this feels like Michigan, you know, win this game. Got to win this game coming up. And then, you know, you think about uh, being able to have, um, you know, one of these great years. So, Jerry, great job, man. Great job on it. Denny, always good job, man. Always a great job by you, Denny. You're, you're the head. You're the master. We will see what uh, transpires next time we talk with you. I think, you know, I'll be texting you out in California. We'll see what happens. If we can, uh, uh, you know, get a video of you or something uh, and, and have you on. Get the feel for Cali. Hail to the victors, Denny. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. God bless. There he is, Jerry.